Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the amazing beauty of creation. I'm your host Talha Katrada and today I am not joined by Bilal Katrada. He's off on a off to a conference in Johannesburg. So for this episode it's just going to be me. But uh, hopefully it's still uh, you still find it interesting and you know hopefully it's still uh, an awesome episode. Now as is with the series that we've been doing we've been talking about the apex predators of 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 the world um previously in in the previous episodes in this series we talked about apex predators of the land some of the, not all but some of the uh, the most renowned uh, apex predators of the land we also did the saltwater crocodile which belongs or which lives in the sea mostly and previously a while ago one of our earlier episodes uh, we did uh, talk about sharks the great white shark and the killer whale which are both apex predators of the ocean so if you haven't listened to those episodes i highly recommend you you go back and and give them a listen they they're quite interesting uh, you can go you can find all of our podcasts on all of the, the these episodes on anchor as well as most of the 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 major podcasting channels such as uh, iTunes, Google Play, Overcast. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, I think they're quite interesting. I remember having a lot of fun researching them and learning about those creatures. So definitely go and, and give those a listen. A listen. Now, so, so as you can see from that, we've discussed the apex predators of the land. And we've discussed the apex predators of the sea. In today's episode, we're going to look upwards. We're going to look towards the skies and look for the most renowned and well-known, most iconic apex predators of the sky, the kings of the skies, apex predators with wings. Now, Probably most of you already have the first creature we're going to discuss in your mind. As soon as I said apex predator of the skies, this creature or this group of creatures probably popped into your head. And this is, you know, you're probably thinking eagle, okay? And which is which is a pretty obvious choice. Eagles are probably one of the most renowned creatures of all, let alone um, apex predators of the sky. You know, everybody thinks of a bird of prey. Chances are it's going to be an eagle that comes to their mind. And it's it's quite obvious why. I mean, eagles are these large, powerful predatory birds. And, you know, they're very easily recognized with their, you know, with their curved beaks that they use for, for tearing flesh. And their sharp talons that they use for grabbing and holding on to prey. So that they can either pin them down or carry them off to be eaten somewhere else. Now, eagles, being the renowned apex predator that they are, can be found on every single continent on Earth, except for uh, Antarctica and the the polar ice cap in the north as well. But other than that, almost every region of Earth has at least a few uh, species of eagle that reside in there and that prey on the smaller creatures there. Altogether, worldwide, there are over 60 species of eagle. So there are 60 different species of eagles. There could be more, 
depending on how they are classified, whether they are classified as they an individual species or a subspecies, or you know even just the same species as already existing eagle. So it gets a bit confusing, but it's safe to say that there are over sixty different species of eagle, and these birds vary greatly in a number of ways. Most obviously would probably be their size. Now eagles are you know quite large birds and the largest species of eagle in terms of wingspan will probably go to the white-tailed eagle it has a wingspan of about 218.5 centimeters on average now this is an incredibly incredibly long wingspan if you think about it a really tall person is probably about 1.9 to 2 meters tall okay and you know a person like that the average person will have to look up to look at them but th- this eagle's wingspan is longer than that it's about 18 centimeters t- longer than that which is incredible i mean if you think about a really tall person lying down on the floor and then you think of the, about this eagle standing next to him and opening its wings out fully its wings would be longer than that person I mean, so you can imagine the power that this bird must have when it, when it flies. You know, how fast it can propel itself. Uh, now, on the opposite end of the spectrum, you have the smallest eagle in the world, which is, oh, in terms of wingspan, which would be the, the great Nicobar serpent eagle. Now, this eagle, it's not that small. It's, it has a wingspan of between uh, 85 to 95 centimeters which is still a considerable size for a bird. Uh, it's, it's in no way a small bird. I mean, if you put it into perspective, I think one of the most common birds in the pet trade would be, or the common large birds in the pet trade would be the African grey parrot, uh, which I think, I mean, most people have seen. You know, you either know someone that has one, or I think you can go to most pet shops and they'll have African grey parrots. They're quite iconic birds. They have a wingspan of about... 46 to 52 centimeters. So, I mean, think about it. The smallest eagle in the world has a wingspan twice that of the African grey parrot. So you can just imagine, I mean, even the smallest eagle is such a powerful predator. And this is one of the reasons that they are apex predators. It's because, uh, firstly, I mean, they're going to be flying. The easy, large predators like, you know, lions or wolves or any or jackals, Anything that's large enough to kill an eagle or even a smaller eagle is is not going to be able to, to catch it because the eagle will just fly away. But even the smaller ones are so large that other birds of prey can't, uh, can't uh, or don't have the strength to attack it. So even like birds like hawks are not large enough. Most of them are not large enough to even try to take down a small eagle. And this is why that they are apex predators. It's because of their their size. They dominate the skies and creatures on the floor obviously can't get them because they just fly away. Now, besides the size of eagles, depending on where they live, their diets can change, their uh, color, the size of their beaks and talons compared to their body. Like if you look at the stellar sea eagle, it's quite a it's a strange looking bird because i mean it's an eagle but it has an unusually large beak for its body 
So, and it just shows like the variations that eagles can have. Uh, I highly recommend you, you Google a picture of the Stellar's sea eagle. Uh, quite a, an impressive looking bird. It's also one of the largest eagles in the world in terms of, of weight. But it's, it's a truly fascinating looking creature as well. Now, in terms of yeah, ape, uh, eagles being apex predators, now, although they are small and there are occasions where uh, a larger animal could kill and eat an eagle, especially if it's a younger eagle or you know, a nestling or it's even injured, it, it could, and it occasionally does happen where other creatures prey on eagles, but they still maintain their apex predator title because it doesn't happen often enough Eagles are not preyed on often enough to be classified as a occurring, recurring uh, prey item of, of whatever creature ate it. It's like sort of a once in a while thing. It happens. So it's safe to say that those creatures are not actively hunting eagles, which makes eagles the apex predator. So they don't have any natural predators in the wild and they don't have any natural enemies in the wild so they maintain their rank of apex predator and they sit i mean for the most part of it right at the top of the food chain now diet eagles what do they eat probably most commonly people will know that they eat um, mammals they love to hunt small mammals and eat them but that's not the extent of eagles diet again depending on the species their diet can vary greatly and depending on what they eat they will be perfectly suited for hunting and eating that specific prey and they'll have the know-how of how to catch that prey so for example you'll get some species okay you'll get some that will eat mammals uh, small mammals to me even medium-sized mammals you get some that hunt other birds. So they're experts and, you know, even chasing down birds in mid-flight or just swooping down from a greater height and, and snatching a, another bird out of mid-air. They also are eagles which prey on, on reptiles. They love eat. I mean, they prefer a diet of, uh, of you know, lizards and, and snakes. And... You know, even venomous snakes, they have no problem taking them down. Uh, they, they just have the, the, this knowledge of, you know, they'll, they'll be able to recognize that the snake is uh, venomous. And they'll use an appropriate method of attacking and dispatching this animal that doesn't put itself at risk of being bitten, which is a truly amazing feat. You know, this bird, this eagle, you know has the ability to look at a creature and see that it's potentially harmful to itself, but it still wants to eat it. So it knows how to go about hunting and killing this creature. And this is one of the um, the amazing things, uh, the things that I love reading about. You know, the when you look at the intelligence of other creatures or the way that they are perfectly suited for the type of lifestyle that they live and, you know, how they, you know, and it really makes you appreciate the creator of all of this who put these systems into place, who designed each creature perfectly to to fit in its specific spot and to hunt its specific food, even though if its food item is potentially fatal to a creature its size, but it still knows how to go about its life and it still lives because it's quite successful in its niche. 
And another common uh, dietary item of eagles is fish. There's quite there's like a group of eagles that are referred to as fish eagles because they uh, are expert at fishing. They are experts at swooping down and grabbing uh, bur- uh, fish that are close to the surface of the water and then carrying them off into a tree or something and eating them there. It's quite amazing to see, you know, how they just swoop down. And most of the time when there's videos of it, you can't even see if there's a fish down there. But, I mean, somehow from so far away, I mean, eagles have excellent eyesight. They can spot prey from long distances away. And they'll see this fish beneath the surface and they perfectly measure the distance that they need to travel and they swoop down to just before the water surface, stick their feet in, grab the fish, and off they fly. And it's it's truly something amazing to to see. I think there's quite a few videos online of, of fish eagles catching uh, fish. I highly recommend you go and uh, go and watch one of those. It's... Now, moving on from eagles, you know the second king of the sky. You know, maybe you could say that. Eagles are the king of the skies during the day. But when the night rolls in, when the sun sets and darkness falls over the, over the land, there is another king that emerges. And this is the owl. Owls are incredibly powerful and perfectly, perfectly suited birds for hunting at night. Most owls are nocturnal, although you do get some that are active in the day. But nonetheless, owls are probably mostly uh, characterized as birds of prey that have the strange upright position when they sit. You know, normal birds, they sort of lean forward when they, when they perch, but owls are, you know, more upright. And uh, they're probably also well known for their large head size and their front-facing eyes which is a very strange feature for a bird you know normal birds like uh, uh, eagles will have eyes on the sides of their heads but owls have their eyes on the front of their on their faces which gives them binocular vision very similar to how we have you know using both of our eyes if you look at an object you can easily determine how far that object is and it's easy for you to lock onto a target and even if it's moving your eyes can easily follow it now owls have this exact same uh, eyesight so they they also have this depth of field and they also able to accurately track moving objects with their eyes which is you know it's kind of actually a strange thing for a bird you know um, having eyes on the front of its head but it's what makes them so amazing and what makes them so perfectly suited to their lifestyle. Now, just like eagles, owls are found in every single region of Earth, excluding the ice caps and maybe a few islands. So you get owls that are suited to every single biome, you know, from tundras to deserts to forests and mountains. There is probably an owl that will be able to successfully live in that region and they are somewhere between 220 and 225 known species of owls alive today so that's a lot more than than the number of eagles that are alive today there's quite a few quite a bit more uh, owls actually and just like in eagles 
there is a con- very large variation between the sizes of the species of eagles. Uh, the smallest owl in the world is the elf owl. And it's actually quite a cute little bird. Uh, this tiny creature has a wingspan of only 27 centimeters. So shorter than your school ruler, this little bird's wingspan is when it opens its wings out fully. Quite a cute little little bird. And uh, the largest eagle, on the other hand, in terms of wingst- uh, wingspan, uh, is I think most commonly awarded to the Blackiston's fish owl. Sometimes I think it's called the Blackiston's eagle owl as well. Uh, it has a wingspan of up to and possibly over uh, 1.9 meters or 190 centimeters. Not as big as the, the largest eagle in the world, but still an incredibly huge bird, quite a considerable considerable size. And there are a few other owls that come close to this size, but I think most commonly people will agree that the Blackiston's fish owl is the largest. And again, just like um, eagles, owls will vary greatly between the different species. And this will these variations will include, you know, their colors, not only the size, their colors, their diets, and even the way they live. You know, there's most eagles... Uh, you know, they, they build nests and roost in high places, but there are some species of uh, of owls that dig, dig and live in burrows and they, they lay their eggs and build their nests underground in these burrows. Um, and, you know, with these large variations in size and in diet and in lifestyle, bec- resulting from this, not all eagle, I mean, not all owls are apex predators. So while the larger ones, like the Blackiston's fish owl, are apex predators, they have no natural predators or enemies in the wild, some of the smaller ones, like the elf owl and like some species of burrowing owls, are frequently preyed upon by larger birds and by other creatures. So they are a a recurring prey item for those creatures and therefore they are not apex predators. So some owls are apex predators, and some aren't. Unlike eagles, which, you know, most eagles, I think if not all, will fit into that apex predator bracket. Now, in terms of diet, owls are quite, uh, they vary their diet uh, very much, very similar to eagles. So uh, a common food item, probably the most common food item uh, amongst owls would be, uh, again, small mammals. You know, mice, rats, even rabbits, and maybe sometimes slightly larger mammals, depending on the species of owl that's hunting them. But some of the smaller species of owls will also hunt insects and bugs. And there is even a group of owls who are also experts at fishing and prefer diets of fish. Now, one of the most iconic uh, things about features about owls is, again, their large front-facing eyes. And this means that they have incredible eyesight. Now, the sort of eye placement, as you discussed, gives owls this binocular vision, right? So they can, they, I, their eyes are in the front of their heads, and using that, they can judge how far a creature is, and they can track moving objects as well. Uh, 
strange thing about owl's eyes is that they are not round like our eyes. They are shaped more like tubes. They are like a tubular shape, which obviously means that they can't roll their eyes around. Like if you sit facing one direction, you can move your eyes around and to some degree look look around you. But owls, because of the shape of their eyes, they lack this ability. Uh, that shape of their eyes is actually beneficial to them in another way because it gives them excellent night vision. You know, their eyes are a lot better at processing low levels of light than ours are, and therefore they can easily see and hunt in the night. Now, but this obviously comes at a disadvantage of not being able to roll your eyes around. So instead, owls have to turn their entire heads to look. And, you know, I think it, it's probably iconic uh, and it, it's well known that uh, owls can turn their head to look all around them. They can no, look behind them no problem but that's not the extent of how far they can their heads can turn if you look at a human right if you are looking north you can turn your head probably you know around 90 degrees to either side so let's just say you standing facing directly north and you turn your head to the left right you're going to end up looking towards the west and you're probably not going to be able to look much further than that because we can only turn our heads about 90 degrees, but owls can turn their heads 270 degrees. That's almost all the way around. So if an owl does the exact same exercise, it's facing north and it starts turning its head left, the owl will be able to turn its head all the way around and look towards the east. So it passes west, it passes south, and it can look East. That's how far some species of owls can turn their heads, which is incredible. You know, if a human or most other creatures try to do that, they would dislocate their necks. If they simply physically are not capable of turning their heads that much. But because owls can't turn their eyes, they have this way of looking around. So they can look all around them, no problem, without having to turn their bodies. Like we, if you wanted to look like us, I mean, if you wanted to look behind you, you have to turn your body to some degree, but owls can stay facing the exact same direction and they can turn. This is just an amazing feature that, um, that the creator has uh, put into these creatures. You know, the ability, I mean, he t- took away the ability to roll their eyes for the sake of night vision, but then they have this ability to turn their head all the way around where they're not missing out on anything and they can still quickly turn and look in multiple directions Uh, if they hear something or if a predator is coming up on them, which is just truly amazing and unbelievable. And another thing, another amazing feature about owls that they are also probably less known for, but it's still quite commonly known, is that they are almost completely silent when they fly. They make almost no noise when they flap their wings. And this is... Is, it's not well known how they do this, but it's commonly believed that their wing structure, the way their wings are shaped compared to other birds, has something to do with this, or has a, a very large part in achieving this silent flight. And this silent flight is what makes eagles, I mean owls, so perfectly suited to hunting during the night. You see, during the daytime, you'd need speed to catch your prey, because, you know, 
prey items would be on the lookout for for predators so you need to if you are a bird of prey you need to swoop in fast and catch your prey and fly off but in the night time prey items are going to be on the they are going to be listening for for danger right they're not going to be able to see in the darkness very well so they'll be listening to any small sound that could indicate a predator is nearby and as soon as they hear something they will bolt but owls are completely silent they fly silently down and swoop up that creature without it even knowing that there is anything approaching them or that they are in any form of danger and this is what makes them so successful at living and hunting at night which again you know it's just makes you think about the creator of these creatures and the you know how he designed them to be perfectly suited to the lifestyle of hunting in the night but unfortunately that's all the time we have for for this episode um i'm not exactly sure why i combined eagles and owls i'm sure both of those uh deserve their own episodes but anyways here you got the price uh two for one but anyways i hope you enjoyed this episode uh, even though bilal wasn't here i hope it was still enjoyable and i hope you learned something and i hope to see catch you in the next episode